Welcome back to Balling in the Six. This is your Toronto Raptors podcast, straight out of London. You'll notice the mood this week is a little solemn compared to, well, certainly the last few weeks and certainly the whole season. But before we get into the games, we should clarify one thing. Toronto currently sit 21-7. and That's a phenomenal record. That still puts them top of the East. And even if we go on a terrible run of form, it's going to be enough to keep us at least in those first two or three seats. So before we get into the individual analysis of any games, let's put things into perspective. People were saying in the start of the season, that regular season didn't matter. It's the playoffs that count, it's the performance in the playoffs. The same people are now criticising the players, criticising Nick Nurse. It's a regular season game. It's a regular season stretch and it's a tough stretch we've been on and now we're about to embark on as well. So don't panic. Well, without further ado, let's get into some game analysis. So let's go in chronological order, which also pretty much happens to be the best, the most positive news at the very front. Fantastic 11-point win over the 76ers, the very highly tipped 76ers, even more so with Jimmy Butler, you know, as you might expect. Again, in this game, uh, you had our two main November performers really turning it up, Kawhi and Siakam. You also had JV, of course. JV is starting to come back in the lineup. He loves to play against Embiid. As I said last episode, the fantastic thing about having two quality centers is that you're able then to decide which one to use on a matchup basis. JV lives in Embiid's head, basically. And as we've said, he also dominates people like Drummond and Cousins as well. So JV really took over that game and you know, with his regular support of Siakam and Kawhi Leonard of course, that actually turned out to look, we were looking like we, start, we were gonna start this very difficult stretch on a very positive note. That quickly ended however, when we succumbed in overtime to the Nets. There's a good stat which shows that when games are decided within five points or in overtime, the Raptors actually two to five. Now, again, that doesn't bode well for the future, but it shows that even in our losses, we're never losing a blowout, really. I don't remember time this season when we've really gone down and given up, you know, before we get towards the end of the fourth quarter. But a loss to the Nets. I mean, the Nets always play hard. The Nets have a similar losing record in that aspect, in that they don't get blown out. They play till the very end. And, you know, this game was really a case of D'Angelo Russell turning up and, you know, a couple of other role players, Jared Allen, who I'm a big fan of, also turning up in that game. And, yeah, I mean, not much you can say about Lost the Nets is that 
it's a huge disappointment. And I think one player is standing out, and it's one player I haven't mentioned so far, because after starting the season on MVP form, he has just fallen from grace. And that's Kyle Lowry. I mean, he's still, in terms of um, averages, he's still the assist le- one of the assist leaders in the league. He's still dishing, but he's shooting. I mean, one or two seasons ago, last season, let's go to last season. If you want someone to shoot a pull-up three, someone to run to the corner, flip a three, who do you want to take your last second three on this Raptors team? It was always Kyle Lowry, but he has been absolutely abysmal. I mean, he's not getting to the line, he's not driving, he's just looking to pass it out first, which I'm not against, but... I mean, with his skill set, he has to pose a threat, not only from behind the three-point line, but also driving to the rim and drawing those fouls. But he is... I mean, it's one of the most disappointing stretches since he's come to this franchise. And what that's doing is it's putting a lot of pressure on Kawhi Leonard, and you'll notice an uptick in Kawhi's minutes you'll notice he's taking a few more ISOs, which is not great because when we bring Kawhi Leonard to this team, you want to use him like Greg Popovich used him. You want to be dishing it about a little more. But because Lowry isn't turning up, and I mean, outside of that, you have got players like Siakam. Ibaka's playing all right. Um, Danny Green, I think as well, has taken a little bit of a downturn in terms of his shooting. But outside of Kawhi, you, you haven't got too much threat, especially from behind the line. OG, CJ Miles, DeLon, they aren't playing too well. Fred Van Vliet, as I mentioned last time, is making a s- small resurgence, but nothing special, nothing like last season, which earned him that big contract. So, Lowry carried that form into the third game, actually. And that was against the Bucks, and that was probably the loss that hurt the most really because again it's a division rival it's someone who you see yourself matching up with and it's a loss that could have been avoided and again I know it's very easy to blame a single game on a single player but it was Kyle Lowry didn't make a single basket that game that is unforgivable for an all-star point guard. You know, remember, he used to he used to be the face of the franchise, really. He's still absolute quality, but to not make a single basket in the whole game against a division rival is pretty unacceptable. So, really, the less said about that, the better. I can't blame Nick Nurse. I can't blame really any of the players outside him. You know, you can probably look to the bench and say, come on, CJ, come on, OG, you know, let's... Let's have some more hustle from the bench. Let's get back into our old season form. It's, it's all on the old stuff. Point guard, really. And I'm a huge Lowry. I say this is a huge Lowry fan. So let's just hope he gets back to form. Rather worryingly, if we look at our stats in December, and of course that includes five games, including the win at Philly, 
we only have four players averaging above 10 points a game. You can probably guess the first. We also have Ibaka, who's had a resurgence this season, as we've mentioned before, Valentunis, who played so well in that Philly game, and Siakam, who's having a third-year breakout like no one's seen before. Below that, it's not looking great. I mean, Van Vliet's almost at the 10 level, but I mean, below him, Danny Green, who is primarily a defensive shooting guard, but, you know, we expect him to contribute more than 7.8 points a game. I'll talk about Kyle Lowry again, also point guard, in 34 minutes, is averaging 3.8 points a game. And our supposed three-point specialist, CJ Miles, is averaging the same. DeLon Wright isn't a great contributor, nor is OG Ananubi with 4.6 points a game, although he does fill up the stats in other categories. However, let's look forward now. Let's banish this optimism, optimism, pessimism, and look forward now to a crucial four-game Western trip. We are playing four huge Western teams. I mean, I know all the Western teams are pretty good, with the exception of Phoenix, but at the same time, we're playing the Clippers, the Warriors, the Blazers, and the Nuggets all by Monday. In this stretch, obviously going two and two, and I can probably highlight the Clippers and the Blazers game as the wins there, just because of how we match up. And I think the Warriors with Curry are better than us at this current stage if Lowry is in the form he's in. And of course the Nuggets, who I think are really coming into their own this season actually, having watched a few of their games after they beat us the first time, I think they're very, very solid outfit. So I chalk with Warriors and the Nuggets up as the uh, as the losses there. I think anything less than that will be really disappointing and would really stop our momentum. So I think this first game though, we're playing at the time, we're going to play it in about five hours against the Clippers. And of course, you've got to watch out for people like Harold there who could really get us on the glass. People like Boban. You can imagine Boban having an absolute monster of a game against us. But let's hope for the sake that JV can stop his fellow Eastern European. Well, that's it for now. I'll see you after the Nuggets game. I hope you enjoyed. Make sure you share this about and let me know what you want by tweeting me. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.